Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. On this day in 1987, the town of Hungerford in Berkshire, England, held a memorial service for 16 residents, all of whom were slain in a vicious shooting spree. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the memorial held by the town of Hungerford in the wake of a brutal massacre. Let's go back to October 8, 1987. Upwards of 3,000 people stood outside Hungerford Town Hall, a red-brick Victorian-style building located in the heart of the city. It was a remote, picturesque place, not known for such large gatherings. In fact, before August 19, 1987, Hungerford wasn't known for much other than its boutiques and antique shops. But now, the town's name was synonymous with something much darker. For the previous seven weeks, the town had mourned the sudden and senseless loss of 16 fellow residents. The Union Jack flew at half-mast. Despite the chill in the autumn air, the attendees were determined to pay their respects to their fallen neighbors. Their mood was hopeful. The mayor, Ron Terry, marked the memorial as the day on which life in Hungerford could begin again. But before the town of Hungerford could move forward, the victims had to be properly honored and remembered. To begin the memorial service, a local reverend, David Salt, welcomed the gathered thousands who huddled together in the cold for warmth and support. There were too many people in attendance for any indoor space to accommodate them. Nearly 60% of the town's 5,000-person population had shown up to pay their respects. In addition to the salt-of-the-earth residents, several VIPs visited the town or sent representatives in their stead. Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher traveled to Hungerford, while Prince Charles, Princess Diana, Prince Philip, and the Queen of England herself all sent proxies to the town on their behalf. Then, beyond that, the service was televised to millions of viewers so they could stand in solidarity from afar. After welcoming all the attendees, Reverend Salt said a prayer that the town's survivors might come together with shared respect and gratitude. Following the invocation, another reverend, Jeffrey Carr, read a poem to commemorate the departed souls. Then, the principal sermon was delivered by the Right Honorable Robert Runsey, Archbishop of Canterbury. 
The final piece of the ceremony was the most difficult, especially for the Hungerford residents in attendance. It was the mayor's turn to take the floor. He stood before the community, looked down at his notes, and proceeded to read out a list of names. These were the town's deceased. But Mayor Terry very deliberately left one name out. Michael Ryan, the shooter who had taken the lives of 16 people, grievously injured 15 more, and devastated his entire community. Coming up, the cold-blooded killing spree that turned the town of Hungerford upside down. Hi, listeners. I'm so excited to introduce you to the newest Spotify original from Parcast called Blind Dating. Hosted by YouTuber Tara Michelle, Blind Dating is a fun twist on a classic setup. Strangers are introduced, conversation commences, and sparks either fly or fizzle. But here's the catch. Our hopeful singles have to choose their match before ever seeing their face. And once they've picked their potential date, we turn the cameras on, and then it's either butterflies or goodbyes. Blind Dating airs weekly with new episodes every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On October 8, 1987, well over half of the residents of Hungerford gathered to memorialize their dead in the wake of a vicious attack carried out by one of their own. It had been less than two months since the incident that changed the town forever. The Wednesday of August 19, 1987 was a sleepy summer kind of day. Families were on vacation, children were out of school, but 27-year-old Michael Ryan, an often unemployed day laborer, didn't have rest or relaxation on his mind. It didn't help that Michael didn't have many friends to rest or relax with. He'd been bullied growing up, which caused him to withdraw from people his age. He lived with his widowed mother after becoming something of a recluse. To liven up his humdrum existence, Michael frequently made up fantasies about his life. For example, that a retired army colonel had taken him under his wing, or that he was engaged to a beautiful woman, anything to make him feel like he was wanted and loved. His mother Dorothy went along with these stories, even going so far as to plan a wedding for her son and his imaginary fiancé. But when the reality of Michael's life became too much for him to handle, he decided to take out his anger, frustration, and loneliness on his own community. Michael donned camouflage print military-style gear and armed himself with a Kalashnikov, a Beretta pistol, and an automatic rifle. All of his weapons were licensed and legally purchased. He had been a model citizen and gun owner until that day. But that was about to change. Michael's first victim was 35-year-old Susan Godfrey. She was picnicking with her two children in a wooded area outside Hungerford when Michael abducted her at gunpoint and shot her 13 times in the back. After brutally murdering her, 
Michael continued on his rampage. He stopped at a gas station in nearby Froxfield, where he filled up a container with fuel. Then he shot at the attendant, Kakub Dean, with his rifle, but missed. When his gun jammed or perhaps ran out of ammunition, he took off in his car, heading into the town proper. A motorcyclist who had witnessed the shooting raced to call the police as Michael drove away. But it was already too late to head the shooter off. He had arrived in Hungerford. Back in his neighborhood, Michael set fire to his own house, likely using the gas he'd just purchased as an accelerant. He went back to his car, but it wouldn't start. So Michael took the guns out of his trunk and continued his shooting spree on foot. He shot and killed elderly couple Roland and Sheila Mason while they gardened in their backyard. As he cut a path toward the town commons, Michael fired at anyone who crossed his path, including his neighbor, Marjorie Jackson, who tried to hide in her house. Around this time, police began responding to the emergency calls. The city's phone lines were old and easily congested, which led to delays and confusion. And in another unfortunate turn, the local tactical firearms squad was 45 miles away at the time, completing a training exercise. When local constable Roger Brereton arrived at the scene, Michael fired 23 rounds into his police car, killing him. While all of this was happening, Michael's mother Dorothy was none the wiser. As she drove through town, a neighbor tried to flag her down and tell her what was happening, but she didn't stop to talk. She didn't want to be late to meet her son. Soon, Dorothy came upon Ivor Jackson, another one of Michael's victims, as he bled profusely in his car, though he would later survive. Then she saw her son, still firing his weapon, Dorothy screamed at Michael to stop, and for a moment he did. But then he turned and shot his own mother, repeatedly, leaving her for dead in the middle of the street. The tactical squad finally arrived in Hungerford. Looking for somewhere to make his last stand around 2 p.m., Michael barricaded himself inside John O. Gaunt Secondary School, which he had attended as a lonely, bullied child. He waited inside for hours while the police surrounded the school. At 6.45 p.m., about six hours after the harrowing ordeal began, Michael asked the police for the time. Then he ended the standoff with a single shot to his head. It was all finally over. All told, 17 people were killed and 15 seriously wounded in what was and remains one of the worst massacres to take place on English soil. Residents of Hungerford were shocked and forever changed by what happened in their quiet neighborhood. When they refer to the shooting at all, they call it simply the tragedy. There's no need to specify. The horrific event also had a ripple effect throughout British society. In the aftermath of the tragedy, the Firearms Act of 1988 was passed. 
The legislation banned semi-automatic and pump-action weapons, like the ones Michael used in his massacre. Britain's police communication system was also updated in rural towns to prevent another failure like what happened at Hungerford. Meanwhile, the residents of Hungerford were left to pick up the pieces of their lives and their community. The memorial service they held on October 8, 1987, stands as a testament to their effort to do just that. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nani Okwalagu, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to follow Blind Dating for a Dash of Romance and Rejection. YouTuber Tara Michelle hosts, and she's thrilled to help hopeful singles meet their match once they've survived the hot seat. Follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>